1: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But
0: we are two friends who like
1: to talk a lot about serums. And And this is
0: a mini episode. Oh, sorry, Dori, I said it.
1: are we We're getting not rusty? together
0: <laughs> I, I don't think we're rusty it's just that you know this part of the the document that we work out of doesn't have like our names next to next to what we say and i feel like when we're together we make eye contact and so like we're actually conversing well kate you can take the rest i'm gonna of this. <laughs> well okay well thank you so much story i think we should leave this part in this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and thoughts and answer your questions to the best of our ability.
1: And please remember we're not experts. We are podcast hosts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed.
0: And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390, and our email is Forever35 Podcast at gmail.com.
1: And just a reminder, we do have a new daily show called Here For You that is every weekday morning, and it's going to be running as long as we are self-isolating. All right. Kate, what what do we got today?
0: What do we got on deck, Dory? We have a very astute listener who realized that social distancing means a very important that I was going to do might not happen this year. So I'm going to play their play their voicemail right now.
2: Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm just listening to a previous episode. Kate, is your tap recital going to be
3: cancelled in June? Real bummed about that. Real bummed. Alright. Have a good day, lady.
0: (laughs) Is my tap recital (laughs) going to be cancelled in June? So what this listener is referencing is that In January, I started tap dancing class and ballet class, and my tap class was having a dance recital, uh, and we we would we were performing an actual song, uh, like an actual dance to a song with hats. And I'm assuming it is canceled
1: with hats.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean Dory, I never, I could never do any of the moves. Like honestly, it's a, it's a relief that it is canceled. And I don't know
1: if it is, but like, let's be honest, it is right it It has to be I mean, it has to be it has to be um i was I was actually also thinking about your tap dance class recently, not in the context of your <laughs> recital, though, just in the context of like, oh, this was this fun thing that Kate had started doing, and I wonder how she feels about not being able to go. I or mean, have you not even thought class- about it. <laughs>
0: I honestly, I have not even thought about it. The tap class was a little bit of a bust in that it was an all levels tap class. It was not a beginner Mm -hmm. tap class. So Mm -hmm. there were some really good tappers in it. And I am a legit beginner. I've never tapped in my life, like not even as a four year old. So I think if I'm ever to do this again, I need to take a beginner adult class, which is a little bit hard to find uh, in my experience, one that works with my schedule. So look it, it's probably for the best that i'm not tapping at my community center on thursday nights right now yeah but i could tap in my garage you know i could finally learn the, shuff, the shuffle the shuffle t- toe ball change i don't step even really change. know all the words but
1: Kick, step ball change see ball maybe change. you should Kick teach ball me. change kickball change kickball change Sorry, <laughs> i don't know
0: i didn't retain information <laughs> But anyway, listener, I love that you even thought of this. So thank you. This really made me chuckle. And it's it is a bummer that every, you know, everyone's events like this are not happening. But I will be yeah. OK. Um, we had a, an interesting suggestion that I had never heard of before um, from a listener of a like a website, a service to kind of help you get organized. So I want to play their voicemail.
2: Hi, cat and door. Um I was listening to your most recent episode um, and had to stop. It's uh, episode one fifteen. had to stop um, because you're talking about how hard it is to put laundry away. And I was wondering if you follow, forgive me, this is gonna be explicit, unrock your uh, habitat. I've been following them, that that account for years, and she's recently been doing on Twitter and on Instagram these daily challenges, and she has a great book about cleaning while also dealing with challenges of um, mental health or or physical uh, difficulties, or just because you are not the kind of person who likes to clean. So I I find her very inspiring, and um, she might be a great guest for the podcast to talk about self-care and maintaining a good home. And her website is great and very encouraging. And she has an app with all of these great challenges to help keep the clutter and the mess down and protect your mental health. So I just wanted to suggest that to you all. And it's unfuck Your Habitat. All right. Bye.
0: Thank you, listener, for the suggestion. It yeah,
2: sounds like a great suggestion.
0: Thank yeah you. I definitely need help unfucking my habitat. <laughs> like, my habitat is so fucked i 'm going to definitely check that out. Thank you listener yeah, same um, Dory. We received yes. uh, a email response here. Let me share this one. Hi, Kate and Dory. I wanted to respond to a listener on how to better yourself during the pandemic. Hot topic, I will say. I have anxiety and doing something that is, quote, good for me makes me feel productive and like I have control during this uncertain time. I will add a caveat here. I realize how lucky I am that me and my family and loved ones are healthy and I'm fortunate enough to work from home. So I understand that some people are just focused on day-to-day survival. However, here are some things that I am doing. Reading books that I have been wanting to read. Jump starting a workout and fitness routine trying out new recipes and cooking techniques, taking free online career development webinars, making a list of all the fun activities I want to do when it is safe to do so, making a list of all those small chores I have been putting off because I am just too busy and tackling those, for example, cleaning out a closet or organizing something. And then finally, catching up with family and friends that I am typically too busy to chat with regularly
1: what a lovely list i mean wow look (laughs) at you i think this just goes to show that like everyone pandemics differently for some people this list might cause anxiety but for this listener this helps quell her anxiety yeah and and you know i think this is such an important thing
0: for us all to remember that that like when it appears like someone is doing more than you, like maybe this is the only way they can get through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, now, have you done any of these things, Dory? Like, do any of these resonate with you as something you've tried or want to try?
1: Um, I have been doing different workout routines by necessity. I've been doing, I, I'd never worked out with YouTube before and now I I pretty much exclusively work out to youtube um trainers teachers instructors whatever um trying out new recipes and cooking techniques i haven't gone that far afield of things that i've already done i have not made a list of all the fun activities i want to do but someone else suggested this and i had been thinking like that could be a nice thing to just make a list to look forward to um
0: Yeah, can I can I touch on that one? I have been thinking about this. And if I want to do that, or if it's going to make going to make me sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other thing, because it's like, oh, when like, when will this happen? Will it happen? yeah
0: I'm having I'm having a little bit of those thoughts and some of those things trigger a lot of anxiety for me especially when it comes to like seeing my family Mm -hmm. so I can't decide if like writing down like can't wait to like meet my nephew and visit my dad and like go to the east coast like what if it's not safe to do those things for two more years and you know like I feel like imagining that I'm not sure if that list actually calms me or makes me feel more despair
1: yeah Right, and like this is not, this is not a good activity for you, and that's fine. No, 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 that's fair,
0: Dory. I will say, MasterClass has sponsored episodes of our show, and I've tried out a MasterClass before. I did the Alice Waters one, and now I'm thinking I might want to try a new one. There's like a cocktail making one and an Italian oh. cooking one. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and those are two areas. My husband might do the cocktail one, but I was thinking I would do it with him. And then I kind of want to do the Italian cooking one. So, well, I look forward to
1: you doing the Italian cooking one and then me coming over when this is all done and eating some of your Italian cooking.
0: Okay, deal. You know what? Then I'll put that on my list of things I'm looking forward to. And that actually is something I, I don't like, I can look forward to having you over showing off my skills. Great. All right,
1: we have one more listener email to share. Do you want to read the story? I would love to. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm an anesthesia provider at a children's hospital in Colorado. I wanted to share a really meaningful Trader Joe's moment I had. I know you both love Trader Joe's. I was coming off a two-week stint of working during this COVID time we are in and feeling depleted and exhausted, yet still hopeful from all of the hourly challenges coming our way. Upon checking out at TJ's, the gentleman who was scanning my groceries found out that I'm a healthcare provider and went to whisper in the manager's ear. She returned with a huge bouquet of yellow tulips, and the man gave them to me, voicing gratitude for what I give to the community every day. I was shocked by this gesture of true kindness, and it came after i just listened to your Here For You episode, in which the word of the day was, kindness." He also gave me stickers to give to my patients, told me stories about the new baby rhino at the Denver Zoo where he volunteers and gave me a new bank of jokes to tell my patients. This is the sort of kindness that is never forgotten. I hope this story brings you as much hopefulness about the kind gestures of humans as it brought to me in my moment of need. Love your show and thank you for being a bright spot in all of our days. Could you cry? So lovely. Like this, like, yes, this is the amazing. What a lovely gesture. I, I do not to, I don't want to take anything away from what happened um, for this listener, because this is truly amazing. But I do feel like I just need to point out that Trader Joe's has been criticized for um, the, their response to the pandemic in terms of protecting their employees. Um, mm. I just read an article about this in Bloomberg Businessweek um, that they had discouraged people from wearing masks in the store and a lot of employees felt like they were not being adequately protected. So I just want to qualify this um, with, you know, just saying that that there have been some criticisms of Trader Joe's lately. Well, hey, Trader Joe's cut that shit out (laughs) yeah you have you have amazing employees (laughs) seriously their employees are really really unbelievable
0: yeah they are i love my local trader joe's this does not surprise me i feel like the general vibe i get from everyone who works at trader joe's is that they are an amazing person and i think this is a lovely story and dory i'm glad you brought that to our attention because next time i hop online i'm gonna write myself a little email to the old trader joe's people
1: Ooh, i love a kate spencer email well, you know, I just, I think we, it's
0: important to make sure these people who are working during this time are as protected as yes, possible. Yes, I agree. I just want to say thank you to the listener who is an anesthesia provider. Yes. At Children's Hospital. We appreciate you. We really do.
1: All right. Let's take a short break. Okay. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget
0: friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. our listeners will get an additional fifteen percent off an annual membership at masterclass dot com slash f thirty five. Get fifteen percent off right now at masterclass dot com slash f thirty five. That's masterclass dot com slash f thirty five.
1: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is, and I feel like also with summer, just come more
0: We are back. We are. Dory? Yes. This next email brings up a question we've addressed before, but I'm kind of eager to revisit it because it might be a little different as this seems to be taking place while we are social distancing. This listener writes, Hi, Kate and Dory. So excited to be writing in. I love both Forever 35 and Here For You. My question is about how to make friends as an adult. I am moving from the Bay Area of California to Denver, Colorado next month with my husband and two dogs. My husband will be keeping the same job and working remotely, so we won't be making friends from his coworkers. I will be a psychology intern at a hospital with a cohort of about 10 other interns, so that's a good place to start. The other thing... The other things I can think of are dog parks once we are allowed to socialize again, of course, the gym, but then I'm stuck. I'm not naturally very extroverted or outgoing until I really know people. So I don't think it will be very easy to strike up conversations or introduce myself to new people at the gym, for instance.
1: Any advice? So I have not, I, I need to preface this by saying that I have not used either of these services <clears throat> to make friends. Um, but people have reported success with both meetup, um, you know, finding a meetup that is something of interest to you and then meeting people who you know are going to have similar interests is a good way to make friends. And then also Bumble BFF people have used. Yeah, I was going to suggest that too. Um, it's just, you know, Bumble is a dating app, but they have, I don't know if it's a separate app or if it's within Bumble, but they have a service where it you're you're basically just looking for friends and I know people have used it and I know people have met people, so it's worth giving it a shot.
0: I mean, and not to toot our own horn, but I do know that we have a listener community in the Denver area. Oh, that's a great idea. And I think you could pop into the Main Forever 35 group or check out to see if there's a local Colorado group and Post there. And once people, you know, obviously right now we're not in a space where we can see people in person, but even just kind of communicating online and getting to know people virtually and looking for, for different online groups, like Dory said, Meetup. I think online can be a great way to kind of get started meeting people within your community. Totally. Don't hesitate.
1: Do Start not chatting. hesitate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think of, I think while reading this email is I don't know if you need I wouldn't put a ton of pressure on yourself to create this community instantaneously. Like community sometimes takes years and years to form in a new yeah. location. I know it has for me and it can be very frustrating because you we crave that, but I, I would, you know, I feel like if you meet one person you connect with in your new um, new home
1: area, I think that's that's great. Yeah, I agree. And you know you might meet people at work who you really like, the other interns,
0: yeah, ten interns, and then those ten interns might have ten new friends they could introduce you to, and next thing and so you far, know and so
1: on, you have hundreds of friends <laughs> that's how multiplication works. <laughs> I will take this next email. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm wondering if you guys could talk about how you ask for help when you need it. I am notoriously bad at this. My parents never leaned on family and don't have friends, always taking the view that it's every man slash woman slash child for themselves. I definitely internalized that and have always felt that I needed to be able to handle everything on my own. And if I needed help, that meant I'd failed in some way. This worked okay for me when I was just supporting myself. Now I'm married, the primary caretaker for our two young kids, and I work outside our home too. I now realize that to maintain sanity, we all sometimes have to be able to rely on family and friends. Unlike my parents, I do have friends and I'm close with my husband's family. Unfortunately, I have a really hard time asking for help. My husband, who is very social and extroverted, encourages me to ask for help and reminds me that people really do want to help, at least if the request is reasonable. But it's like I have this block. If I'm asking for help, that means I've taken on too much or I didn't plan well or I failed in some other way. I know that's not entirely rational. So I'd love to hear from you and your listeners about how, who, and when you ask for help. I really believe that asking for help is a means of self-care, and I'd love any tips for lowering, lowering my guard a bit. Thank you. So I I have some thoughts because I feel like I am your husband and you are my husband. Ooh, listener. okay. Go on. My husband cannot ask for help. And there was recently a situation with his parents who live in Florida where his dad texted him that like they were having trouble getting groceries because they couldn't get delivery slots and... And just like he was kind of venting, but also Matt has a brother who lives in the same city that they live in. And he was like, have you asked John to go grocery shopping for you? And his dad was like, no, I don't want to bother him. And I was like, oh, this is where you get it from. This is like, this is what you grew up with. And so Matt texted his brother, told him to reach out to his parents and like everything was fine. But I was like, oh, This is, this is, this is, and this is exactly like this listener. This is what this listener grew up with. This is how Matt grew up, and now he cannot ask for help. And it's often very frustrating for me. Um, so that is all to say that I, I, I empathize. Um, and also, like, I understand that this is so deep seated it's so it's so like deep inside of my husband that it's really hard to dislodge but i feel like i've made like incremental progress <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i i actually can really relate to the listener it is it's very hard for me to ask for help i don't i think it's because i'm so terrified of burdening people Mm -hmm. that it's it's hard for me to do it in a way that doesn't lead me to like feel anxious and guilty about having asked for the help. And Mm -hmm. I and I I had to kind of learn how to do it after my mom passed away. Like Mm. um and that also was a time where it was very hard for me to ask for help because like my mom was the person who I could ask for help without feeling guilty and and anxious. Mm -hmm. So I've had I've had to really learn how to do it and i would say like just do it one step at a time a small thing especially yeah. right now if there is you know if there's not something you need help with i wouldn't just start like finding reasons to ask totally. because it's just gonna like i don't think you'll <laughs> uh, actually grow from that experience but i think the next time you you know it sounds like you've got a lot going on i don't know if you're still working outside of your home um but i, I would say pick a sa- person you feel really comfortable asking. You have friends and you're close with your husband's family, and, and just pick a thing you feel like you really need help with. You can ask for it, see how it goes, and then like take note of it. Like, um, gosh, what we call in the corporate world, it's called like a post mortem, but like have a little moment after to like assess how the experience went for you and how the other person acted. Because I think you're right, people for the most part are really excited to help, and it's not a burden. And it will, all, and if you get comfortable with it, it will also help you. So, yeah, take it one step, take it one step at a time. I think that's really good advice. But I get this, man. It's really, it's so hard. I would rather just like quietly not do the thing than ask for help. So I'm learning too. Well, Dory. Yes. Circling back to mentioning community and connecting with people from our Forever 35 Facebook groups. We have a really feel-good voicemail story of how that happened for one listener that
3: I wanted
1: to share. Let's hear it.
3: Hi, Kat and Dora. This is Kelly from Chicagoland. I hope you can hear me okay. I'm walking around in the morning on my daily sanity walk. Um, and on that daily sanity walk, I always have my AirPods. They've been my most prized position um, since I got them, and the other day, I somehow lost just the charger. I think I lost it on my walk, actually. Um, so I posted it in the Forever 35 first because I trust everybody there to see if anybody's bought a, a generic one instead of the Apple one because the, the Apple one is like $70. I just felt that was excessive right now. Um, and a lovely person commented, Kaylee, I believe, is the tell. You say her name, um, and she said that she had lost the actual pods, like the earpieces, and she had a charger case, and she would love to send it to me. I was like, oh, my God, that's so nice. Um, So I emailed her my address, and she realized that we live not far from each other and asked for one to do kind of a contactless pickup, which would be amazing, except I have two toddlers at home and my husband and I are both working full time and so I wouldn't be able to get there for at least a few days maybe the weekend I didn't want to kind of hold her up and make it a big thing um so I told her thank you but like she should try to sell them to somebody or you know I'd get in contact with her if I could come and see if she still had it um so I kind of thought that was that and then yesterday I was having a completely shit day because it wasn't um, and I got an email to check my porch, and she had dropped the AirPod charging case off in um, a little envelope on my porch. And I think I told her it's the nicest thing anybody has ever done for me. Um, maybe a slight exaggeration, but it definitely feels like it right now. And I think she's amazing. I just wanted to mention that because it all went down in the Forever 35 Facebook group. So you guys have some amazing fans, listeners. um, And I'm so grateful for what you guys do. So I just wanted to tell you about that. I thought it would brighten your day. Bye. Well, isn't
1: that just the best?
3: Isn't that the
0: sweetest?
1: Yes, truly the sweetest.
0: I just loved this. And like, I'm, I'm always so moved when I hear these real life stories of our listeners connecting with each other and just how kind and fantastic people are and it just gives me
1: like so much hope (laughs) yeah so i just this made my freaking day so thoughtful um i had a similar thing happen to me yesterday i was walking bow and i came home and i realized that i didn't have my my airpods case and i retraced my steps and found it
0: Where was it? Just kind of left outside. It was
1: on the ground. There was a moment when Bo saw a dog across the street that he decided he didn't like. And he had like jerked me really hard. And I, I think I'd been like looking at my phone. So I was caught off guard. And that was when the AirPods fell out of my pocket.
0: AirPods are the greatest invention slash the worst
1: invention. Yes, I completely agree
0: like they're they're wonderful i love owning them but they are expensive and if you lose them like they're so easy to lose they are the size they're so easy to lose yeah well well were i an inventor i would rectify that situation but (laughs) alas all right let's take another break dory and we'll come back here from a couple more people all right
1: Okay, we're back.
0: Okay, so um, this is a listener kind of going through an experience during um, the social distancing and kind of feeling some grief over it. So I wanted to share and see if we had any any advice or thoughts.
4: Hi, Kate and Dory. This is also Kate. Um, I'm loving here for you so much. Thank you so much for just being uh, a voice in my ear during these really challenging times. Um, I was hoping you two could weigh in on um, something that I'm struggling with. Um, In the midst of all of this challenge with coronavirus and everything that's going on, I just found out yesterday that um, a job that I had been in the final stages of interviewing for, um, the week before kind of everything shut down, um, the job search is being put on hold for a year. Now, of course, Given, you know, what's going on, this is not surprising. It's an educational nonprofit, and I think with um, the the landscape of education feeling really um, like it's about to change drastically, this is, again, not something unexpected. But regardless, this felt like a dream job. It would have alleviated a lot of financial challenges my husband and I are facing, and more so it was just something that was so exciting for me, a new challenge, a new leadership opportunity. Um, and something that I was really excited to sink my teeth into into in 2020. I think the challenge is feeling guilty about the sadness and grief I feel about this job in the face of very, very, very real challenges that are going on in the world. It feels so selfish to be worried about this when people are keeping their jobs. So I was wondering if you could offer any advice on how to mourn the kind of day-to-day losses and feel grief about those little things without being consumed by guilt because they're not the kind of big picture problems that many other people are worrying about. Thank you again. Love you guys so much.
1: I'm so sorry. I think you can hold space for both.
0: Yeah, Dory, go on. I love that.
1: Well, I think that you can hold space for the kind of big picture grief and pain that a lot of people are experiencing. And then you can also hold space for your own personal grief for things that in the grand scheme of things may seem, quote unquote, inconsequential, but to you are not inconsequential. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. And and this was going to have a huge impact on your life, not just professionally. I mean, you mentioned the financial impact that it would have had. And that is a massive, massive thing to be dealing with. So I think you can also, I think you can also give this experience the, the validity it, it totally deserves. Um, But yeah, story, I think you're, you're totally right. And I imagine many of us are doing that right now,
1: Mm -hmm. grieving,
0: grieving the individual losses that we're experiencing that may not feel huge. And also grieving the actual loss of life and the very, Large, um, serious things that are happening on a global level and also to individuals around us who we may or may not know. Yeah. I think you can also, you know, if you have a trusted friend or someone you think will empathize or understand, reach out and let them know that you are having a hard time. It's okay. Everyone understands that we've all have losses that yeah. we're experiencing right now. Yeah. And I do think um, it is worth voicing your grief. And giving it um, giving it some some space. Yeah, I
1: agree. All right. Well, we have one last very important voicemail.
0: Yes. And I I really think, you know, this person can just kind of take things away. You know, they can they can own the end of the show here because (laughs) they really they've really found it.
1: I agree. Okay, let's hear this. (laughs) Here we go. But never. Thirty five forever. And done.
0: That's it. That's that's the the sign off suggestion. That's
1: the sign off. Butt masks never thirty five forever.
0: Dory. <laughs> on that note, I think we can just say farewell. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening.